0: Hello passionate people, you are listening to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for listening today and as always I'm so passionate to share these episodes with you. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. Every week we share new episodes talking with people across the planet who have an inspiring, entertaining and passionate story to share, taking you on a journey to discover your passion. Hello, passionate people. This episode is amazing and really expanded my concept of sound and vibration to a completely new level. I am so passionately excited to share episode 22 with you. My guest is Matt Omo, the Gong Guru. Matt is an incredibly intelligent, passionate and inspiring human working on the forefront leading edge of the sound healing movement. If you haven't heard of him, have a look and I can highly recommend to book in for a sound healing journey. It's a life altering experience. Matt works with sound in an innovative process called Soul Vibing. This process is designed to bring sound, breath, biochemistry, psychology and meditation together, taking you on a journey into a hyperconscious state where you will gain access to a larger awareness. Creativity skyrockets and your body sinks into the flow state. In this episode, we discuss thoughts, are vibrations, sound. Our emotions are sound. Our body is in fact sound. Therefore, to truly work with the depth of sound in a healing modality, we must access all aspects of ourself. We discuss this and so much more. This is one of those episodes that you could listen to several times and learn a little bit more each time. Matt also has some wonderful tips to follow your passions. And as always, please take a look at the show notes to connect with Matt directly. Please leave a review in iTunes and there is a link in the show notes to take you directly to the review page. Get ready for this wonderful journey with Matt Omo. This is his story and this is his passion. Matt Omo, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so honoured that you're here. I love your music and I love what you do, particularly sound, healing and I'd love to know a little bit more about it, and so would our listeners. What is sound healing
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that could be a very long conversation
1: <laughs> Yes, that's a massive conversation because there's many different interpretations of what healing with sound is, and sound in itself is actually healing. I think all of us have um had an experience with a song or with some sort of musical piece that, you know, it either brings us into a place of relaxation or a place of joy or a place of um, love or something along those lines. So it elicits emotions within us. And a lot of times it's relaxed and peaceful and um, and joyous emotions. And, um, and in that is healing. So, um, you know, with, with any kind of music, if you relate to it, you can really um, use it as a, as a healing modality, but then you kind of, lean into beyond what our Western mind understands as sound. See, um, our culture is one of the very few cultures, if not the only culture, the modern culture, that um, looks at sound and music as entertainment, as, um, as a performance. And um, if you trace back through different cultures, traditions, religions, you'll find that um, sound and, and music was actually um, more of a sacred Um, experience more of a ceremonial thing that they would work with Um, and this is based off of a lot of their creation stories Um, I think there's a well there's a theme that I noticed anyway throughout any culture tradition or religion is that um, any creation story you start to explore you will find this um, concept that there was the stillness the silence and then there was um, an initial vibration or a sound that elicited then the progression and development of all of creation so in essence all of creation is sound you hear about it in the bible you hear about it in um, many different cultures and traditions um, in the beginning was the word um, the gong was sounded and then the reverberation of the sound created the cosmos it's like it's everywhere so if you start to lean into that more move away from the idea that sound is actually entertainment or a, or a performance then you start to realize that you're if you 're just alive you 're working with sound because and this is what quantum physics now starts to um, embrace is that um all of all of matter all of form is actually in vibration or in frequencies and um, so um, that 's where I tend to to live is is in that space so working with um, helping people open up to their the more expensive vibrations within them and relinquish the grasp of um, their mental vibrations have on them, their their chattering monkey mind that is in chaos usually. So how do we lean more into a, a harmonious place within ourselves? And that to me is healing the sound.
0: I love that. And I'm actually thinking about my brother is actually a DJ in New York. And although not coming from any sort of spiritual perspective, you know, we often don't think as music, just general ent- music as entertainment that you call it is uplifting and you see people dancing and it is actually uplifting oh, on a subconscious level, but one doesn't go, you know, to a party and dance. And obviously they're really enjoying themselves, but they don't think this is healing me or this is changing my mood. So you explain that really beautifully.
1: Unless you're a hippie la la and you hang out like Bernie Man and stuff, then uh, <laughs> then yeah, you're going to to move and to heal, aren't you? <laughs>
0: So, do you hear lots of things? Obviously, you're coming from a you know much deeper perspective with your sounds. I mean, even the the birds in the trees. Do you do you have an acute hearing for certain natural sounds? For sounds that are surrounded, um, that you are surrounded by, and how they affect your body?
1: Oh, an acute hearing. Um, I don't think I've got any more acute hearing than anyone else. It's um. I think one of the main things is, uh, is awareness. And so in our Western world, with all the um, modernization and the busyness that we're in, we tend to numb ourselves to the, the more subtle vibrations. Um, and so, you know, those, we probably probably a large percentage of us would go to um, wake up in the morning and go to work and do all the things that we do in our day and come back and go to bed and not actually even acknowledge a bird chirping, Right. <laughs> which is Mm -hmm. a bit um, unnerving actually to me to think about that Um, because that in essence is what, where we are, we are part of, we are part of nature. We are part of this, this harmonious, um, expression of life that's that's all around us in every moment and so i tend to do you know my meditations and my practices they get me out into nature get me away from the the chaotic pace and the loud noises and the the chattering mind and, and all this stuff so i think just on an, a, um, a practice just having a practice where you actually just drop in and um and the most important practice i think that helps us to gain awareness or to sound or to the vibrations the subtle vibrations is is to find silence and um because that's the foundation of all sound we would have no sound if there was no silent place for sound to emerge and so it, it's interesting to me we find ourselves in a lot of there's a lot more disease a lot more disharmony a lot more you know um challenges in our relationships and our biology and our you know in all parts of our society um we're, we're coming up against these you know more challenges more dis-ease in life and the um you know, the ease of life is actually the, the natural state of our being. And it emerges from a place of, of stillness, a place of silence. And if you go to the basis of what is actually happened to us as a human race, is that we've got more and more distractions, more and more input, or in essence more noise. So we don't really have that space for the silence. And within the silences and when, you know, any where where any possibility emerges from is from the space, from the stillness. And so I think, um, yeah, you can develop your uh, acuteness to, to the sounds around you, your ability to be aware of them through practising anything that gives you that space and gives you a stillness or a silence for it to then emerge.
0: Um, I mean, silence is po- such a powerful thing. And, and, you know, there's a lot of uncomfortableness in silence. If you're having a conversation with someone and there's a silence or pause in the conversation, it can be uncomfortable
1: well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I think this is why there is so much distraction and so much noise in our society because it's uncomfortable and what's uncomfortable about it is that you actually then have to be present with yourself. And, um, and, and we're all kind of running from that. Um, and so, yeah, there's lots of lots of places I can go from there. <laughs> sure, um, ask me some more questions.
0: I guess with the unfortunate limited time frame that we do have, how do you create your incredible sounds? I mean, does it come to? I'll just leave you to answer that because I could give you so many options. But how do you create these incredible sounds? And what is your inspiration? I guess and.
1: Yeah. So I guess just kind of going off of what we've been talking about already um, in that everything is in essence, vibration or frequency. Um, You know, you've got your, you've got the the range of sound that we hear with our ears, which is 20 to 20,000 Hertz. And um, if you just say that sound, and then you start to say, okay, I'm just working with that sound, those sound waves to actually do healing or relaxation or meditation or what have you, um, you've already cut yourself short because there's animals and um, instruments that we actually have that create and hear sounds beyond that range. So, you know, you've got your elephants, you've got your giraffes, you've got your dolphins, your whales, and working in the infrasound and the ultrasound ranges. So while we've expanded that range even further, and then you can kind of lean into the other senses as well. And you can start to realize that, you know, we're seeing with actual vibrations. They're not pressure waves, but they're the light waves. And, So they're frequencies and they're actually 40 times greater frequencies than the sounds that you're hearing with our ears. And so just kind of leaning into that a bit more, um, with all the you know ability to see smaller and smaller particles going down to the quantum level, they're realizing that the particles that we're tasting and smelling with our, our sense of smell and sense of taste, um, there's an actual quantum vibration between those particles and the sensors. So we're actually interpreting the quantum vibrations between the particles and the receptors that we have instead of the actual particles themselves. And, and why do I mention that? Because we're actually smelling and tasting and vibration and if you get down to the quantum level. And so you can go on and on down the the spectrum of all the different aspects that we, all the different senses we have. And then the external senses are reflected on your internal senses. And so there are just different ranges of vibration that you're picking up. And so why did I go into all that when you asked me about how do I actually work with sound? It's because <laughs> because that is the basis of it. Then is that you is in order to work in the way that I'm working in the way that we actually all are working is that I, I believe we're all sound healers. Uh, we're just not acknowledging it because in essence our thoughts, our feelings, our vibrations, and frequencies that we're transmitting into the world, the, all the senses that we're we're picking up, we're interpreting vibrations. So we're working with um, the vibrations where through expressions voice is obviously a vibration the body's in vibration like all these things are measurable and being transmitted outside of us around us all the time in essence we create an atmosphere that we then sit in so like this little sound bubble is this atmosphere which is a sum total of all the frequencies that we're transmitting into the world and if you're in this bubble then that actually then ultimately becomes the the experience of life that you have because you're in this vibration so it's transmitting and the world echoes it back to you in alignment or in harmony with where you are within yourself. And so from that basis, then, I start to work with sound as the catalyst, as the carrier. I see that my voice is an extension of my breath, and my breath is an um, aspect of myself that brings um, consciousness into from source. So from spirit, from you know beyond form, the breath, the energetic of the breath, actually brings consciousness in. And then the expression of the breath through the voice actually then is that source consciousness into form. And so the voice is expressing form that's infused with our thoughts and our emotions. So the thoughts and the emotions create an intentionality that the sound then um, is infused with. And so the voice um, then becomes an extension of that vibrational component, your intentionality. And the way that I look at it is this basic formula that I have is that, and I've got this from Jonathan Goldman. So Jonathan Goldman is one of the grandfathers of, um, uh, westernized um sound healing let's say he's um he's been doing it for probably 35 40 years now and um and one of his um theories was that it's it's aware or not awareness that's the addition that i had he had he had um intention plus frequency equals the healing and the reason that he came to this formula was because he wanted to put like a big um you know book together that had solutions ways to work with sound or mantra or what have you um in a, in a practical way, like you have a heart condition, okay, chant this mantra, use this frequency, um, do this sound, and it's going to heal it. Or you're, you're suffering from um, you know, loss and you're dealing with grief and you know, another mantra, another vibration, another frequency. So he started pulling all these different cultures together and their practices and their traditions. And he, he found that none of it lined up, is that if you're looking at the heart, one culture say it's a G, one culture say it's an F, one says it's F sharp have this mantra or that mantra in different cultures. So there's all different, but they all worked. And so from that he then created this formula. He's like, it's the intention. The intention behind it plus the frequency then creates the healing. And so I took it one step further in that I could sit and have an intention, but if I don't have an awareness about what's going on in a the listening, then my intentionality is incongruent with who I'm working with or the group that I'm working with or the experience that I'm trying to create. And so awareness plus intention plus frequency equals the healing is the formula that I've extended into. And so that's the basis then. And so I'm sitting in a place where I want my intentionality to go to how do I bring people into more harmony with themselves? Let's say that's like one of my, it's I have these overarching intentions that I'm holding within myself that then creates a, Uh, frequency of my emotion the frequency of my thought that then layers into the um the the sounds that i'm creating and i've been talking about the voice because it's the most powerful healing instrument on the planet there's there's nothing more powerful than your voice um and instruments to me are just if you're working with them in a healing way they become an extension of your voice so um and I have a lot of people come to me and say, how do you play a crystal bowl? And I'm like, well, talk to my four-year-old because she plays it. Um, it's really simple, right? Um, but <laughs> the whole idea is that this intentionality and awareness. And so with the awareness is a listening. And through, you know, practice, um, I start to listen to what are people feeling? What are people, where is their, the, the, the vibrational um, essence of their thoughts? You know, is it a chaotic? Uh, frequency or is it a harmonious frequency and then how do i bring more harmony into those aspects and so then using what i would call intuition um, which is just a a different vibrational interpreter just as i was explaining the ears and the eyes and the nose and the mouth are all interpreting different ranges of frequencies inside of you or within you working on the more spirit um, esoteric realms you've got um, different senses as well and so i just practice that just as you would you know we could practice if you're really focused on somebody presenting um in a conversation or let's say or something you're not listening to the birds around you you're not listening to the wind that's passing you. but you could if you wanted to and the same thing about us and in our inner senses is that we can listen to our intuition behind the noise of the brain and our logic or we can you know listen to or our spirit guide or whatever you however you interpret that realm many different interpretations. I don't like to get caught up in all that, but it's like, okay, let me just feel into what people are feeling in the room or what my client is feeling, and what sounds then will come through that then uh, elicit a response in them to um to move from that place of resistance into a more place of allowing and that's the basis of it really so did any of that make sense? Did you follow was, me on that? One? It was
0: very, very deep, but absolutely inspiring and incredible. I'm going to have to re-listen to it <laughs> just to take it all in. But it is a beautiful awareness, um, as you said, the having the intention and the frequency and the intuition. It was so beautifully said. Yes, I can't wait to listen to it again. And I love your knowledge and your awareness and your mindfulness of frequency. Mm. Do you live all the time like that or I mean you're obviously oh, no. incredibly Geez. knowledgeable and intelligent person
1: <laughs> and have <advocate> great <God>. knowledge <laughs> I reckon I reckon the people that are in the conscious work or in healing work are the most messed up out of all of us that's why we do it so uh, I think and that's that's where my work has evolved anyways from from me having challenges in my life you know I'm, I probably would have been diagnosed with every acronym possible, ADD, ADHD, um, whatever you name it, they probably would have given it to me if it was, you know, more um present at the time I was growing up. But um yeah, it was just that I couldn't sit still in class and I was just a troubled child. And um and so I've always had issues and it's like, well, how do I how do I calm myself down? And and it was a great gift and, and also a, a, a <laughs> frustrating gift that my my dad gave me when i was younger was that the only punishment that he could find was to um lock or not lock me in my room isn't that horrible he would just um say go to your room and listen to these cassettes there were cassettes back then right series from this um personal development course and it's like you know and these were um boring um like monotone middle-aged men that are talking (laughs) you know like earl nightingale or um uh, Wayne Dyer is pretty, pretty, good easy to listen to or, or an Anthony Robbins, but, um, some of these guys, uh, Dennis Waitley's pretty good, but you know, like all the, all the greats from back in the day. And so I, I listened to these things and, um, and it was, it was through that, that then I just started to lean into it more and, um, and start to. To develop my practices and one of the things was is that all these series they were in, inspiring to me and interesting but it activated my brain and it kept me in my head and that was the issue anyway and so some of them would lean into this okay meditate you know and just sit there and like be still and then they'd like do a guided meditation or what have you and i i just struggled like no end to get into that space and it wasn't until i started finding like mantra and chanting and utilizing sound that that just soothed my mind to a point where i was able then to drop into this expanded consciousness and have have relief from the the chatter and it's like the the way that i um associate that is that you know we can only listen to one conversation at once um you, you'll talk to some women and, and they think that they can listen to two but they're, they're not yeah. really <laughs> but um yeah men definitely can but um the uh Then the idea is, well, I'm making sounds, I'm using a mantra, I'm hearing a mantra or a tone or something. Well, my mind is engaged in that. And then it has to relinquish the grasp that it has with the logical chatter, 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 which is, what, 95% of the same thoughts um, from yesterday. So we we rethink the same thoughts over and over, right? So um, I can let go of that. And in the letting go of that, it's kind of like you take the, like, like back to what I was saying about everything being vibration of frequency. If you... If you imagine that then all of creation, let's just imagine a big crystal bowl or something, right? You know what a crystal bowl is? Yeah. And I'm, and that's just this whole, um, it's like a bowl that just vibrates. Right. And so imagine that vibration then is the sound of creation. That's moving through everything. Right. And if you went up and put your hand on it and just grab the edge of that crystal bowl, you would stop those vibrations. You would mute it. And to me, that's what we do. We're, we're masters at this. We, we have this life that's wanting to move through us, that's wanting to sing to us, and it, it's singing to every cell of our being in, in, all the time. And what do we do? We put the mute button on. We, we grab the edge of that bowl of creation, and we mute it with our thoughts, with our restrictions, with our fears, with our doubts, with the tension in our bodies, with the restriction in our breath, like all this stuff. And so um, the idea then is how do I bring more allowing and more listening to myself and to allow those very subtle vibrations of creation to, to sing to me. I mean, you gotta, you kind of got to walk around and be like, imagine that the, the, the universe is, is, is whispering its secret to you. And if you start to listen like that, in, in actuality, that's what's happening. If you start to listen to life like that, then you start to transform your life.
0: Personally, for me, the more I meditate or quieten my mind, That practice, I can hear the whispers.
1: That's it, yeah.
0: So in regards to everything is vibration, and I don't disagree with that, could it also be said that everything... (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter. (laughs) We can agree to disagree. Could everything... Is everything therefore energy as well? Energy and vibration, is that a similar concept? (sighs)
1: Um. Um... I've done a lot of energy work and energy healing and I'm like, well, I like to frame things more as it's just, just a frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. When I, when I start to relate to things as frequency, I mean, I've, of course, you could, just, you could just substitute it out as energy. Um, there's many different energetics and, um, you know, how, to, how to, I just don't know how to measure energy. Um, I know frequencies because I can hear the different sounds and the different vibrations. And I have that. It's more tangible to me to I look at things. To, is
0: exactly the word I was about to it's say, tangible. Of
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah, Cause to me it's, uh, and uh, and it gets me into a lot, like one of my, one of my main desires is to be able to, um, share this, um, these awarenesses and this ability that we have to actually, um, be in command of the vibrations of the frequencies of our lives, um, with the more mainstream public. And and when I start talking about energy, people get all weird on me. So I tend to stay away because, and I don't really, it it becomes like a sticking point then. Um, and even when I start to explain, um, I use more the word of awareness, like pulling awareness into yourself uh, and people can kind of relate to that more, um, instead of pulling energy into yourself Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, so uh, that's why I kind of got a bit weird when you asked me that question. Like, <laughs> okay, fair, fair I thought, don't I go into energy? Ah! Um. Okay, that's a,
0: that's a whole different subject.
1: <laughs>
0: I've got a couple more questions for you. I was just thinking, okay, since you're the, you're the the sound master, <laughs> uh,
1: the, yeah, okay. <laughs> why,
0: as, aside from the vibration, but I guess you're probably going to say vibration. Why do people prefer certain voices than other voices? What is it that attracts? People to
1: voices. Oh, what do you mean?
0: Well, so in generally in our society, they might say about a person that person has a nice voice. Mm. Do you think, aside from the accent, do you think it is all about the vibration and the intention behind it?
1: I'd say it's more the intention behind it um, okay. than the voice itself. Uh, I mean, there is there is obviously a component to that because there's some. There's, a, there's lots of studies going on now about sound and how it impacts our biology, how it impacts our brain. And um, it's quite fascinating because there's, 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 um, you know, being able to map the mind and the brain, um, sorry, the brain, the um, live, you know, scan it and, and observe it as it's in happening in real time. And um, it has opened a whole new world of possibilities and, and understanding around sound. Cause it used to be hypothesized that there was just one little um center in the brain that was your, your listening center and what they've now understood by observing the brain in real time is that there's no activity that you can do that's more stimulating and more activating to the brain than listening to music um aside from actually playing music and that's because then you you know if you can just listen to music and just lay there flat and not move muscle um, whereas if you're playing music or making sounds with your, your voice you've got to use your motor skills so that adds other components of the the brain or engages other parts of the brain just from that but it's like so the top two things is playing music and listening to music and that's quite fascinating to me why is our brain anywhere from the oldest part in the back of the the head all the way up to the most advanced part the, the prefrontal cortex why is it so engaged in listening to sound and and hearing music and so it's quite quite a fascinating thing to to look at and um, and within that, they start studying. Okay, well, different frequencies, different vibrations, and one of them is like the um, the chanting of the um, the um, Tibetan monks when they do that guttural throat toning, and um, and they find that that really those really low tones, they're actually eliciting a response in the body that relaxes the nervous system, and um, and takes you into the um, the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest, and so you um just from listening to those low tones you're dropping into that state so there's a whole biology that's happening a whole neurology that's happening when we're listening to sound so i would say different different vocal tones um people's voices are at different ranges would, would elicit different responses in us um and then also i think we work on um resonance and that we mirror the sounds that we hear and that um you know if you if you're have a tendency to be comfortable or practiced at, at being in a play, a high pitched or tight, tense place within yourself. Then probably a high pitched, tense sound is something you'll relate to. Whereas if you're, um, you know, striving to be more relaxed and in a relaxed state, then the lower sounds are something that will resonate with you. But behind all that, biology and the neurology and the, you know, all that stuff that's going on, there's, uh, and this is what I, I hope that more science lends into is that um you, you can't like uh, nobody's really looking at the intentionality behind the sound you know and and there's a lot of studies where they're looking at different mantras and different um tones um, um sacred words and stuff and, and seeing how that is there a, is there a healing aspect to us to a healing mantra let's say and but none of them look at the below that. Well, there's an intentionality of those people using that mantra that I think also needs to be looked at. Because I could say I love you in in 15 different ways and, and even say it with a lot of anger. So is that word and the tone that I have the yeah. thing that you're picking up or is it the, the energetic?
0: <laughs> of, it's absolutely uh, you know? fascinating. It's it's just re- a, yeah,
1: I think there's a lot we need to understand about sound and to not restrict ourselves to the actual... Um, 20 to 20,000 hertz, and actually, um, I think, expand the definition of sound to explore how all of different frequencies beyond the sound spectrum actually interrelate, and and why then is sound something that elicits such a, uh, a noticeable response within us, and, you know, our biology, and, and, you know, it's it's quite fascinating to me, so...
0: I think it's absolutely fascinating and you have <laughs> given me so much to think about that I, you know, didn't even imagine. No, I mean, I knew a little bit about it, but it's absolutely fascinating. And your workshops that you hold on a larger scale, do you, do you want to just tell us briefly a little bit about those?
1: Yeah. So, so with the workshops, um, what I do the main things that I work with are breath and sound. And I look at breath as the foundation of, of all sound and that, Um, whether you're talking about the expression out of your voice, um, which is just an extension of your breath. So biologically or, um, uh, practically, you know, that's what's happening. The breath is moving over the vocal cords, the lips, the tongue, the mouth to create the sounds that you're expressing. Um, so it's an extension of your breath. And then, uh, and obviously the breath is your life force in you. If you're, if you're not breathing, you're dead. It's that simple. There's not really a debate there. Um but then on a, a more esoteric level you'll find in different cultures and traditions this this wording of breath that it's the, your prana your chi your life force um and this is what i was kind of leaning into before was this um that there's an energetic where there's a there's a um a component to your breath it's not just the biological exchange of the oxygen and the co2 and, and all that that's happening i mean that's a huge component but There's also life is coming through our breathing. And so um, that to me then infuses the body, it infuses the the mind, it infuses the emotion. And those are all vibrational expressions of our consciousness. And so we're always working with those frequencies and those vibrations. And the basis of it then is the breath. And that um, in my workshops, I then utilize the breath to stimulate people's systems um it becomes a stressor a um, activator and so we do a more active breathing process that then brings more oxygen into the system it a response in people that um, moves them into what would be called a stress state or a fight and flight um, and you won't hear this a lot in sound healings. people say oh i just come and i relax and i lay down and listen relax. to the really beautiful music and it's very expensive and relaxing and and this kind of stuff. And I, and I get people there. But what I'm more interested in is how do we get people to learn how to maintain harmony within themselves and create this ability to, like we were saying before, listen to the more subtle vibrations and, and lean more into that intuition and, and hear beyond the mind. And so... Um, If I stimulate their system and create a response in them that elicits the release of stress hormones, then their body will counterbalance that with um, endorphins and um, will actually then create a response in the the brain of a hyperconscious state or a flow state. And so I'm using loud sounds at the beginning of my journeys, Um, the gongs, the didge, the drums, it's up-tempo loud sounds to stress the system, to stimulate the system along with an active breathing process, which allows for people to one, expand the life force in them, two, it builds your capacity to breathe, which has unlimited amount of health benefits in it. So just in that alone, even if I wasn't using the sound, we're already creating healing in people. But they, they go into this state then of they're engaged at that point. The body's stressed, the system is active, and they're not going to fall asleep on me, which tends to happen with our, our overstressed systems. And, and they're not going to um, go into this whole grocery list of, of chatter, chatter, chatter in their minds because in this fight or flight, you've got to actually put all your resources into a place of survival. Um, because the system is stressed. So it's not going to be thinking. It's going to be engaged in like, where is the danger kind of place. And so this is a really cool place to be.
0: Great strategy.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, I found this because working in, in a lot of different um, practices and different cultures, it was, this was the theme, is that whether you're working with an ayahuasca ceremony or a, um, a sweat lodge or a vision quest or um, ecstatic dance or you name it, those practices, all of them, what they were doing was, was a, a stressor. There was some stressor that activated this um, a response within you that then took you to a hyperconscious state. And, and why is that important? Because if we're trying to solve our problems and work through the, the dis-ease in our lives through the same mind that created it, then we're never going to find it. But if we actually then teach ourselves how to open our awareness into a more expanded Place, then we can start to utilize an expanded consciousness or a, a more um, vast resource mm-hmm. of awareness to move through the challenges and the disease that we have in our lives. And so that's the whole idea. And so, with that, so it's the activation, then we drop into this relax. And when people get to this place where they're releasing these endorphins, you know, the oxytocin, the dopamine, the serotonin, and anatomy, anodomide. anatomy is the bliss hormone. And this is really good shit because it's, oh, sorry. I mean sorry. no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, it, because it's um it's it causes lateral thinking and lateral thinking then brings thoughts that don't normally come together to come together and what does that mean that means you're in place of innovation in place of inspiration, in place where your creativity is just elevated and so this is a really cool place to be and this is when I then start to work with crystal bowls and my voice and harmonics and start to layer the sound so that we create different overtones and things that then um, kind of piggyback off of this, what, what's happened to us biologically, and that we've we've relaxed the prefrontal cortex, we relaxed our spatial awareness and our ability to interpret time and and our bodies, and and so you're you're in this kind of altered awareness, and then the sounds layered and, and harmonics and this and that, then you 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 are um, encouraged and and guided and through the sounds to go into that expanse and go you don't really have a reference point of the everyday. Oh, that sound is over here, like a foot from me. And that sound over here, like two feet. I'm like, I really don't know where that sound came from. And it's like, how did they make that sound? And there's sounds on top of sounds. And um, and so that just really gives people this opportunity then to get into this creative state, which is beautiful and healing and relaxed and expansive. And, and, so, um, and then they come out of that and we, we guide them to then bring back their conscious mind and the idea then is if you can go into this expanded state and integrate whatever insight or knowledge you may have tuned into in that state with the waking consciousness then you have the capacity to carry that out of the meditation out of the sound healing into your life and that's really the critical component is 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 can you do this work and does this work then elicit a different way of being within yourself in your life to, so you make different choices and take different actions. So sound and breath are the two things, and that was the progression that I just walked you through, so using you know all different instruments and things.
0: I mean, absolutely incredible. I, I, I didn't realise the detail that went into one of your events. It's
1: just <laughs> mind-blowing. Well, <yeah>. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me 10 years to figure out what the hell I was doing. Um Cause I, this, this kind of just evolved out of um, curiosity and yeah, well, yeah. Intuition, I guess you could say it's, um, I just, just trusted moments and um, things happened and and then I continued to develop it. And before I knew it, people were having really profound experiences and, and I didn't know why I was like, Oh, you know, I had the same mindset then as I, as, as a lot of people do is that, well, I'm just making a bit of noise. And we're just doing a bit of breathing like why are people healing their addictions and their relationships and finding harmony and peace and you know all this stuff that's going on i'm like that's just how'd that happen and so that began my journey to then to grab as much understanding of it as i could and um yeah now i've finally got to a place where i i I think I know what's happening. And I have have to add the word
0: passion in there because you seem, this this show is about passion. You seem very passionate about it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd be um, making a living banging a gong if I wasn't passionate about it.
0: Um, Fantastic! Really, seriously, the detail—I can't wait to go back and listen to it just to comprehend everything that you've talked about. <laughs> um, it's really, really opened my mind to a whole new concept of vibration and music um, that I will definitely think about. And, and oh, you'll have to get your life.
1: hands on my book. Then I got this. ah
0: okay. I will for everyone, as always, put all the details, all the all your links in the show notes. And I just want to ask you before we go. How, what, what would you recommend? And I usually ask this, if people, if people want to follow their passions or discover their passions, what's your advice?
1: That's a, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> this is
0: the awkward <laughs> silence, but it's not going to be awkward.
1: <laughs> that is a big question. If you want to, here's what I would say. If you want to follow your... what Say it again, what was the question? So,
0: For someone who's looking to find their passion or follow their passion, what would you advise?
1: Yeah, well I think that's two questions in one there. Um, okay, you the choose first, whichever one
0: you want. I'm <laughs> I can sorry. Answer both. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna give you the home run here. So, <laughs> so if you're trying to find your passion, uh back in the I see the late 80s or early 90s, there's an incredible book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And um and she in there, it's all about creativity and oh it's a beautiful, beautiful book. Um But in there, she talks about if you're trying to find your passion or your, um, she calls it the vein of gold, start to notice the things that you lose time with. You know, I I know, and looking back, you can always find like the through line. Like I always, I find the through line of music in my life looking back. And every time I picked up my guitar, I would lose time. I would be late for meetings and and stuff because I'd have my guitar and say, I'm just going to grab this for five minutes and just play around. And it's like two hours later. And so in that was music. And if I would have been paying more attention, I probably wouldn't have gone on the, the rough ride that I did to get to where I am now. But, and then that's the second answer, uh, second um, component of that question of yours, is once you do find your passions, the thing that lights you up and the thing you lose sense of time with that you just can't get enough of, um, then brace yourself. <laughs> if you're going to follow it, then dig your heels in, pull your boots up, and go for it because what's going to happen is, is you're going to get bashed and beat around and there's going to be some really challenging times and some really a lot of struggles and things that will appear. And what's, what I found that is is that it's anchoring in a resilience within yourself to hold the level of um, your passion that you're wanting to create. Uh, if that makes sense. So there's like like, once you commit to something, then there's these great forces that come running in and start to just give you the, the teaching and the wisdom that you need. Yeah. Which usually results in challenge unless you're very well versed at like listening and being still. Um, and then through those challenges, it's like find the challenge, lean into the challenge, embrace pain, embrace struggle because on the other side of that is the wisdom is the insight is the way to embody your passion.
0: That was really, really well said. Thank you for answering both of those questions for me. <laughs> I'm so honored to have you on the show today.
1: Oh, my pleasure. It's great to, great to be here.
0: Yes, and thank you so much.
1: Uh, thank you.
0: Okay, Matt. <laughs> Bye.
1: All right, take care.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow Passion Harvest on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and please rate and review it. Share it with a friend and inspire them to develop their passion. Goodbye and until next time, keep spreading that passion.